So, Mike, I I have some really, you know, I don't know. I think I think they're unusual views and approaches about death. And so, when someone when someone dies, uh, you know, because I've dealt with death a lot, too much so for my forty four years. Um, not as much as some, but certainly um and you know i've i've got these kind of uh you know buddhist esque uh beliefs that are that are based in in mindfulness and in being present and in the moment and part of what drives that is death right part of part of what drives that is the idea that Man, that only in this moment are things guaranteed. That the next one is not. And uh, I, I think because of that, sometimes when dealing with death, people uh, people who know me think I, I come off as a little bit cold. It's a little bit matter of fact. Hmm. Um, because death is such a part of life in my in my view, yeah, uh, and that um, you know I've I've said it before. You know, it's one of the conversations that yeah, you know I've I've had with my daughter even before all of this. You know, I've been trying to. Uh, speak with her about my ideas and some of these beliefs because you know kids i mean in movies even in you know you know rather innocuous kids movies people die right you know things die uh Mm -hmm. you know bambi's mother dies you know (laughs) things like that right the bad guys die you know um and and so you know this question of death has come up she's asked me you know what you know why do people die what is dying you know things like that and uh you know i've tried to explain it as as simply but yet as truthfully and matter-of-factly as possible so that she understands that death is an accepted part of life and that people you love and you care about and that you admire are going to die and sometimes they will die sooner than they should have should have being a relative term and sometimes they will last far longer than they should have (laughs) once again should have being a relative term right Mm. um but that everybody and every living thing and this earth and this universe will die everything dies and so if everything that 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 lives will die and that that is a fact and a mat and a part of life then our response to it just simply must be to live to live right now today um because quite frankly the hundred or so years, give or take twenty on either side, that any of us uh, get in a you know, normal, disease-free life, 
uh, is still. I mean, to, to, to call it infinitesimally short is an understatement <laughs> when compared to the you know, history the, of the world. To, to the, well, the history of the world, the history of the universe, right? Yeah. And so, what impact? What you know? What, what you know? Being that you've got this very very short time, what what impact are you going to make today, right now, this moment? Show the f up and do the work, man. You know, because, you know, this is your chance. You don't have, you don't have much of a chance. You, you got to act quick. Act now. Today. Right this second. And, uh, you know, I, I think that what I know of, of Steve Jobs and what I've read of Steve Jobs and what I've read of, you know, of you know, what he said personally, uh, his his. Stanford commencement speech, which is excellent, if, in case anyone's ever heard it. But he, he, he knew then he was facing he was facing this battle then, and he knew then, and he talked about death then, and he talked about it in much the same way, you know that, you know, he he said death is life's change agent, um, and and it's true. So I think there's been quite a lot of class shown on the internet over the last, not even 24, probably 12 hours. Mm. Um, your site, I believe Minimal Mac, it was a nice um, tribute. Something that we'd actually spoken about a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Quite early in when we were recording the shows, you know, you always said that you had that idea of turning the site from white to black mm-hmm. um, in case it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Sites like... Um, Wired, mm-hmm. um, they blacked out the site and just had loads of quotes from mm-hmm. like uh, from influential leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, boing boing, forty three folders, screencasts yeah. online. There were a few that I saw that I really liked. Yeah, um, what they had done today. Yeah, um, and you know, and companies like uh, Panic, Instapaper, Real mm-hmm. Mac Software, and QuickCow have all been donating to uh, cancer research today. Yeah. I think it's really and, and panics and panic site too was could be included amongst the the list of yeah. sites you mentioned. It's it's really well done. So I, I think that you know it's it's nice to see and there's been uh, there's been so many great posts. Yeah. Today, I mean, I don't think we should uh, really do a lot of show notes because we want to um, to get this out as quick as possible, but. I mean, there are a few posts I think that we should at least chuck in. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some stuff like what what there's the things that Walt Mossberg had wrote um, mm. was just incredible. Have you mm-hmm, seen Have mm-hmm, you seen what mm-hmm. he's been saying? Yeah, yeah, really, really great. Um, Gruber's post today just just hit me hit me in the gut. You know. Yeah, it shows why he's such a beautiful writer. Yeah. Um, he, he, he every little while John Gruber has the ability to surprise you with just how good he is yeah uh, I mean and, not to say you know Gruber brings a certain smartness and class on a daily basis on you know every to every post and that's you know one of the reasons why you know his his site is so well beloved um, and probably in one of the largest if not the largest uh, Macintosh related site on the internet but I and you know when he does write his longer form pieces 
the you know they're extremely well written and well researched and you know uh, very technical and he you know he can he can really bring um, a lot to that but very rarely does he write things that are um, introspective and touching and heartfelt and uh, and when he does he brings the same level of um, of skill. Um, to that and and it's surprising uh, just sim- not because of the skill but because he nor- that's not his normal forte that's not normally what he writes and uh, yeah you know and and so it's there's an element of surprise to it but yeah what he what he wrote I thought was just um, yeah yeah as as and, uh, as, as good as anything I've read I've, I've read. And in the same sort of vein, uh, Stephen Hackett had posted something just before we came on, um, and he's just talking about the effects of cancer. And, and you know, anyone that knows Stephen knows that yeah. he has a personal relationship with it. And you know, it's I think there's pe- people like him um, are able to to when when they put those words down, you can feel that they mean more than just I'm just saying this to join in, jump on a bandwagon, and yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know, I mean, here's the thing. So many of us have a personal relationship to cancer, mm. right? It may not be our child. It may not be our friend. It may not be our parent. But it might. It, but we we all know somebody, right? Cancer. Cancer is uh, indiscriminate. It is, it is equal opportunity. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, um, it, it it is vicious and uh, horrendous. It is, it is. I mean, it is your body deciding to work against you, to hate you, and to kill you, and. Uh, you know when uh, like i said i i may i sometimes come off as as kind of uh you know maybe a little bit cold when it comes to you know discussions of, of death or not so much cold but certainly matter of fact but um you know um so uh, just to describe this kind of personal relationship my my uh my wife's mother um, died you know, far too early, um, uh, late fifties, just like Steve. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, also uh, her, hers was uh, colon cancer, and uh, she died. Um, what would it be now? Four years ago. On Christmas Day, I think you've I think you've mentioned we've at least spoken about this before. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know Bethany's uh, Bethany's and I were you know from the moment she went into the hospital that final time we knew it was the final time and we didn't leave the hospital we stayed with her round the clock and we slept in the room with her and. and uh, and when she 
you know, we got up Christmas morning and, uh, you know, she was lying there in, in the bed and uh, her her brother, Bethany's uncle, and his wife, um, you know, came uh, that morning. They had been coming home, you know, every day, check in on us, bring us food, and, and uh, you know, also check in on her. And, and uh, about five minutes after uh, they showed up, uh, you know, she, she started coughing and, and I, uh, you know, went to kind of, you know, lift her head up thinking, cause it sounded like she was gonna, she's gonna throw up and, and I wanted to, you know, I, quite frankly, you know, didn't want it to go the, I wanted her to be sitting, sitting up a bit. So I mm. kind of, you know, uh, put my arm around her and, and, and lifted her up and, and she she passed away with me there holding her um, you know it sucks it really mm. sucks <laughs> you know I, I can't even begin to tell you how bad it sucks to to see you know someone you care about a member of your family die uh, and die in your arms and how much it sucks to you know every year on that date you just don't forget like our Christmas is forever changed right you know um, but for Beatrix it's a celebration right it's it's presence under the tree it's you know it's it's uh it's fun it's excitement and she never got a chance to she wasn't born when mm. mary lou uh passed away and so she has a completely different relationship and so every year while we might want to mourn and we might want to be sad about what we've lost we're reminded through the joy and excitement of a child to be happy with what we have and to a cele- to celebrate this abundance that that we have in our life and that each moment is so incredibly special and not to be wasted did i mean when when steve um retired as, as ceo i think there was you know we all kind of maybe saw that he was coming to his end but I think nobody wanted to really admit it now this is one of these things like I know that probably the people listening to to, to this episode can share in the emotions that I guess that me and you are showing and that others are showing but I guess it might seem weird to people outside of of, of our circle I don't know if that's the right word mm. because you know there, the, the internet is in mourning today, yeah. and, you know, f- and and it's the sort of emotions that are usually kept for friends and family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's you know, there's a lot of people have been saying, uh, you know, and uh, my co-host Terry Lucy wrote a really nice piece as well, where he's talking about how because of the things that Steve did, how it changed his life, um, and and that's that's why I think we're all feeling the way that we do because 
yes, it is just a technology company, and yes, these are only pieces of technology, but in some way, they change our lives. Like, they brought me and you together. We yeah. are friends because of that. No question. And, w- and we all know that Steve Jobs is the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, I think, why we are all feeling the way that we do today. I mean, I really did... Uh, you know, I wrote a piece on Minimal Mac where, you know, about Beatrix, you know, asking me, you know, what happened. I, and I told her I, I lost a friend, you know, that a friend died. Yeah. And yeah. it, re- I mean, I really, I thought of him that way. Despite the fact that I never met him personally. Despite the fact that, uh, you know, he probably didn't know me from Adam. But. <clears throat> Doesn't mean we're not allowed to care. Right. Not only that, but also I think it's important to remember that it's it's more than computers and it's more than than a a music player and it's more than a phone and it's more than um you know than a store and it's more than a company, right? we have an emotional connection with these things because they connect us to things that matter. Yes. And, and Apple tried to make these things as intimate as possible. Like this morning I was watching some keynotes and I picked two keynotes, um, which are probably my favorite, which was, the 2007 Macworld where the iPhone was released mm-hmm. um, and then the I think the, the just the special event where the iPad was released mm-hmm. and in both of these he's talking about how especially with the iPad how it makes these things intimate yeah and makes an intimate relationship right um, you know they're, they're trying to and Steve was trying to make us have connections with these devices so then anything on them and the people surrounding them the people that make them it's like we have a connection with them right well and i think that uh here's you know here's the thing and this is what makes apple apple and what makes steve steve um He thought beyond the device, right? He thought a lot about the device, but he thought beyond the device, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> Apple didn't sell a music player. There were plenty of music players out there on the market. They didn't come out with just another music player. They came out with a music player that not only gave you the ability to take the music that you love with you, the music that fills your joy, your your heart with joy, but one that you wanted to to use to do that, right? That that you know that that the connection was with the music. And that the easier it was to make that connection, to use that connection, to get to what you love, 
that was that was the goal, right? They don't sell phones. They sell a connection to your family and to your friends and to the rest of the world. And the phone is designed such to make that connection not only as easy to use and easy to to have that connection as possible, but to make it an experience that rises all of those connect that, that takes all those connections to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the same way, they don't just sell computers. They sell computers that you want to use to connect you to your work, to connect you to your business, to connect you to your life. And to make that connection as seamless and beautiful as possible. To get out of the way of that connection as much as as much as the device can. And I think that that's, you know, that's the secret sauce. That's the missing ingredient, right? Is that at once Apple designs computers that are not only beautiful to look at, but also can disappear. Hmm. They can disappear in in reference to the experience. And the experience is an emotional connection to these things, right? Um, and and, and I, I think that that's the thing that, that no other manufacturer really, really gets, really understands, and, and certainly no other computer maker. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think, you know, even even the devices that we look at, so, oh, yeah, this is great. This is fantastic, right? You know, how much does your Dyson vacuum disappear and get out of the way and give you an emotional connection to your carpet, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and should it? Maybe it should. And, you know, that's the thing, right? You know, is 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 that, the, the you know, the question isn't just, you know, does it do these things? The question is also, should it do these things, right? And more importantly, how would the experience be enhanced if it did that? Would it be? Because if not, there's no point in doing so, right? If not, there's just a point in being a better vacuum cleaner uh, than anyone else and charging five times the price. But if you can make it a joy to vacuum, so that a relationship is formed between you and the machine and the cleanliness of your rug, And that that fills you with joy and that gives you a a sense of purpose and satisfaction that you didn't get uh, from any other vacuum. You'd pay 10 times the price for that. You'd pay 15 times the price for that. Yeah. It's a sad day. Yeah. It's the end of an era. Uh, I don't know. As I've the end did, of the job series. Is, is, perhaps. But, you know, here's the thing about putting a ding in the universe, right? Hmm. 
Yeah. That that ding kind of sticks. Yeah. This thing. Exactly. Well, his legacy is that these things exist, and they will always exist in some form. Um, and no matter what computers or these sort of devices turn into, they wouldn't be here without him. Well, like, and of everyone like that, that I can think of, he's probably made the biggest impact on the modern world. I agree, but I'm going to say, and I've said this before, and I'm going to keep repeating it. Steve Jobs' greatest legacy, I think, out of everything that he built and everything he designed, is not the products, is not the company. Mm-hmm. It's the culture. Yeah. It's the culture at Apple. And he knew that. He knew that in the same way that he knew that his biography would not be released until after his death. He knew that in the same way that he knew that, you know, that a five gigabyte MP3 player that only works with Macs would be the biggest thing in the world. That a, you know, a, a, a phone that worked on only one carrier that didn't have copy and paste that uh, had, uh, you know, some serious kind of issues with battery life and multitasking <laughs> would change the phone industry, right? But I, I think, you know, most importantly, uh, and I was watching a... Um, God, I've watched so much. I can't even remember now, but it was one of the videos. And it was, uh, he said something to the effect that other people's products don't have culture. There's no culture in there. That's what's in them. That's what makes them different. That's why yeah. Samsung Samsung can make an identical looking phone and it, it it's nothing. It's got no soul. Yep. And while Jobs the man is gone. There's no question about that. And his ability to continue to drive and shape that culture is no more. I think for a very long time to come, we're going to see his mark and his stamp on everything that comes out of Apple. Not just two years down the line, because we've discussed this, Apple thinks two years ahead, right? The, 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 the stuff that they're working on right now is stuff that's not going to be out for another two years, right? Um, I think five years. 10 years, 15 years. It would take, I think, it's going to take a lot of people passing away at Apple <laughs> yeah. before we start start to see less of jobs in every product. They may even be more protective of that now that he's not around. Yeah. And, and I would say that uh, yeah. another another legacy that he 
left behind and made sure was in place. And once again, I can't, you know, I, I can't go into details on this and I can't speak to how I know it. But um, that culture is now part of the training, part of the package, right? When you, you know, when you, when you come into Apple um, at certain levels, it's, they've, they've basically figured out how to course that culture. They've, they've you just got a job at Apple. They, they no, <laughs> but but they've examined they've examined what it is that sets Apple apart, what it is that makes that culture. Um, they've hired some of the top experts in the world to do that, to to figure it out, and then they went and hired some of the top experts in the world to teach it. Uh, and so that's the reason why I believe that. You know, Steve Jobs will still be in every Apple product for a very long time to come. Steve Jobs lives on right there, and that is his legacy. His legacy is that he built one of the strongest cultures the world has ever seen. Can I share one thing before we finish? Sure. So I've been working on a project recently, um, which is still still to, yet to be completed. Um, and I was doing something with it today in which I had to go in um, and edit hundreds of text posts, or over 100 text posts. And if it was like going in, cleaning them up, adding in some links, checking links were working, um, deleting some erroneous uh, page breaks and stuff. And I've done about 30 or so and thought to myself, the, the percentage of people that are going to see past this number is so small. Does it? Is it worth wasting my time spending the next two hours going through and, and doing all of this? At that time, I had the uh, 2007 keynote um, on in the background. And I kind of thought to myself, what would Steve do? Uh-huh. And I know, you know, some people might think this is stupid, but I don't. I, I was thinking to myself, for the for the percentage of people that will see it, I need to try and give them the best experience that I can, and I need to have things look uniform and clean and and designed to the best of my abilities. So, so this is something today where Steve has crept into my mind and has made me do something, made me work better. Hmm. Mm. I thought there was something deserved sharing. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and thanks for sharing it. Um, I'm I, before we go. <laughs> I've got yeah. so a uh, couple of things. Number one, uh, uh, last night, uh, you know, I was supposed to do some show notes for the show that was supposed to air today. Luckily, uh, I had a, a producer who let me off the hook on that uh, <laughs> because we were going to be recording today. So I was able to, after all was said and done, and before I went to bed, I was able to sit back and pour a glass of whiskey. Jameson 12 here for anyone who's wondering. And uh, I poured a glass for Steve. Hmm. 
And I just left that glass on the table and undrank. Poured it out today. So that was my little kind of vigil and tribute. Um, but, you know, here's the other thing. You know, my wife and I, uh, we met because uh, the hard drive in her, in her Mac died. I have a Macintosh consulting business that, you know, provides my income, feeds my family, puts a roof over my head. Um, I have a Macintosh-related website and podcast that does the same. My little girl wakes up every morning, and after she gives me a hug and says, I love you, Daddy, and I bring her downstairs, I sit her in front of the... uh, uh, on the couch, and I ask her, okay, what do you want to watch? And she watches on what she calls the big iPad. Not the little iPad, but <laughs> the big iPad, the iMac, right? Uh, and then sometimes after we get dressed and I pack her lunch and before heading to school, she'll want to, she'll want to look at pictures on the little iPad. She often steals it and uh, brings it into the front hallway and uh, puts on the iPad app, scans through it, looking for album pictures with girls. And she uh, then, you know, plays songs and makes us have princess dance parties in the entryway. This happens almost every night. (laughs) My... Apple touches every part of my life. My life as it exists today would not exist without Apple. My wife is thanks to Apple. My child is thanks to Apple. And that is not to say that we couldn't have met some other way, but we didn't. We met because I was a Mac consultant. And she had a Mac that needed consulting. (laughs) So, for those of that are out there that don't get it, you know, that don't understand why the internet is so sad, you know, why, you know, why this man that we never met, has so much meaning in our lives. That's why. That is why. Um, thank you, Pat. And uh, thank you all for listening. Cheers, mate. Cheers.